Hi, Office Farley. Do you mind coming in and taking a quick seat? Sure, sure Office Richie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, thank you. I'm glad that we are using our official title so that we can differentiate ourselves from the Richie and Farley who do the podcast, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to have a quick chat uh, with you uh, with regards to Francis. Now, depending on which timeline you currently reside in, he may not have died already. So, we might possibly have needed to need you to fill in for some of his duties. Um, do you think you can maybe take on a little bit more of a workload? Um, what were his duties? I remember he was late and he had some chronically ill children. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, um, I'll have to check with um, the front desk. Um, <laughs> maybe that's where Francis worked. I'm not sure. Um, maybe he did the... Photocopier changes, copy cha- toner changing. Yeah, I mean, we've seen less graffiti with regards to the size of your penis in the, the toilet, so maybe we found the culprit there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, will there be extra pay for uh, these? Extra oh, absolutely reviews? not. In fact, slightly less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> right, okay. Um, and along with that, um, I believe some of his other roles did include uh, reciting... Um, where the podcast could be found. Uh, can I just double check you do know that? Um, I think so. Hang on. It. I think you can find most of the stuff on www.thatguys.co.uk uh, and then the guys post additional content um, using the tag at that guy's a maniac uh, or one word lowercase on uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube and Instagram. Is that right? I think that's about right. Yeah, I think uh, you covered most of the bases there. At least, uh, I don't know, I, I just used to trust Francis knew this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be honest. But yeah, cool. Okay. And uh, yeah, do we have any ideas of what what, what uh, non-office Richie and Farley are going to be talking about this week? <laughs> I don't know, maybe uh, because it's betwixt us and the real world, uh, they've been playing some games. Yeah, maybe they should ask each other what they have been playing. Oh, we should come up with a format for that. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe we could call it "What have they been playing?" Or, or maybe, "What are you playing, stranger?" Hey. <laughs> hey. Right, right, right. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, I think that was one of our better office skits. Really That's okay. Th- they're, yeah. they're becoming increasingly perfunctory, but. But um, they are coming out in a funny order. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the thing. Depending on the timelines, exactly. Yeah, so. What we don't have is unlike um, who, who was it that we said had a big book of the timeline in a safe? Nintendo. Pokemon. Uh, it was no, Game Freak. Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game Freak. Yeah, yeah. Because like, like Game Freak. Yeah. <laughs> we take more of a Capcom approach to guarding our <laughs> lore and storylines. <laughs> which is, uh, we get to do whatever the fuck we want every now and then. Yeah, which, which is pretty much the ethos for the entire podcast. Yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck yeah. we want. Yeah, right. Okay, so uh, yeah, as you alluded, or sorry, as Office Farley alluded to, <laughs> um, do we have to call each other podcast? I mean, I, d- I don't know. Do you know? I can't believe you know the names. Of the actual Office Weebs. 
Yeah, well, you know, I do like to try and make some kind of an effort every so often. I only go down there to steal biscuits. Yeah, I I go there to write in the walls. (laughs) (laughs) And do do big jobbies. (laughs) Do big jobbies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like my own personal uh, toilet and uh, TGM towers to be absolutely pristine. So yeah, yeah, yeah. big jobbies down and and then the the worker drones toilets. Nice. Nice. <laughs> right on that lovely note. Uh, what have you been play- playing, Farley? Well, actually, I have an announcement. Oh, you have an announcement. Yeah, oh, classic season one. Yeah. Um, so my so my announcement is um the second that we finished recording uh. Looking forward, looking back, which may or may not be the previous episode. I think it probably will be right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> say so. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to call us up on it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, there's no time in the in the library. Um, the moment we stopped recording, I thought of two games that I'm really looking forward to playing. Um, oh right, okay, yeah. Um, uh, one of which is Stray. I don't know if you've seen that at all. Uh, no, is that the the sad dog dog film in Chile? No, it's uh, about a cat who you play as a cat walking through some what looks like post-human world um, filled with robots. Um, it looks absolutely lovely. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I sorry, I just googled that. Yes, I did see this, and yeah, it does look very funky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm just really excited. I, I, I always liked uh, Deadly Creatures on the Wii, which is the one where you played as a spider and a scorpion. Um, okay. <laughs> and kind of you know, navigating the world at that scale. Uh, and so uh, I think this does a similar kind of thing, except you've got all the, um, hopefully you've got the flexibility of the, you know, a cat and walking through I guess I don't know if it's combat I yeah my only, my only gripe is that uh, the futuristic world that they have is the very generic cyberpunk world <laughs> you know it's bright neon 80s um, what's it called Blade Runner-esque stuff that you see in almost every game yeah but at least you're seeing it from a cat's eye view a cat's eye view yeah yeah something different that's um, what that is yeah I'm quite intrigued as well to see if you can kind of pick apart um, uh, what has happened to the world. And so that was one of the ones that was on my list. Uh, and then the other one, which segues me nicely into what you're playing, is um, Mario and Rabbids Spark of Hope. So on one of the Nintendo uh, Directs, I think. Yeah. They announced a sequel to Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which is... Uh, a great game which is like um, is really really good surprisingly good considering um, and this this was the take at the time was like why would you match Rabbids and Mario together yeah <laughs> why would Nintendo allow this basically um, but it is really really good uh, it takes the best parts it really really does take the best parts of, of, of Rabbids and this kind of Rabbid Peach and Rabbid um, uh, Luigi I think the gameplay there is, is is XCOM, but it's kind of XCOM light, right? So, so yeah. it does get challenging. Um, there are challenges at the end, uh, but it's yeah, sort of a more forgiving XCOM. Um, and so there's a sequel, a big sequel to that. Um, but 
I was prompted to think, to be reminded that that's what I'm looking forward to because we had the end of the year sale on yeah, <laughs> basically every single electronic store. <laughs> um, and we're now segued into New Year sales. Um, so I was having a wee look. Of course, Pantsu Hunter Back to the 90s notification came up, <laughs> as it always does every time that game's on sale, thanks to you. Um, put it on my wish list. Um, but the the DLC to Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, the D, the Donkey Kong themed one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, was was highly discounted. So I purchased that and spent much of Christmas blasting through that. Um, so that's what I've been playing. Really, really good. I mean, I don't, I don't know how I can say it any differently. It's really, really good. <laughs> okay, so explain the premise of the game then. So the, pre- the premise of the game is the, um, I don't know how au fait you are with the rabbit's law, but there's a, at some point there's a time-travelling washing machine. Okay. <laughs> and that has something to do with it. Um, and so that, that kind of uh, crash lands um, with Mario and the rabbits on board, I think, and then they have to work together to... Um, get it back and so it's quite weird because you've got normal Mario and then you've got Mario Rabbid yeah uh, and then you have various other characters sort of inspired by various Nintendo properties there is a like a Rabbid Kong uh, in the main game um, and you play through the various different levels uh, and then because it's a Ubisoft game um, there's various collectibles it's like puzzle pieces to find as you move between the levels and treasure chests to unlock weapons to unlock and this is a mini skill tree but it's quite forgiving um and then donkey kong adventure is um dlc that you access via marion rabbit's um kingdom battle but it's completely standalone and in that you play as um, rabbit peach who's kind of a fan favorite <laughs> he's obsessed with taking selfies <laughs> hates real peach uh donkey kong and then um Cranky Rabbit, I guess. Who's like a rabid version of Cranky Kong. Okay. <laughs> so those are your three. You just play as those three characters through the story. Um, and you're trying to get all the bits of the washing machine um, together uh, to go back. Uh, and so it's... It, it, but it's such a... The reason why I loved it is because it's a total love letter to the Donkey Kong franchise. Um, like the music in it. So you know the there's a blog post on the website about... Um, that little Donkey Kong opening music yeah, that you find yeah. throughout. Yeah, look it up uh, on the website <laughs> www.thatguys.co.uk. So at some point you have to use that tune to unlock a door. Um, there's some great remixes by I think they got Grant Kirkhope back to do um, some of the tunes for it as well. So some really good remixes of, of Donkey Kong themes. Uh, and then there's lots of banana shenanigans involved uh, as well. So, um, Peach is kind of your healer uh, and uh, can generate a shield for herself as well as doing that. She's got AoE attack and uh, just a straightforward um, shooting thing. Donkey Kong's deal is he has a banana that can kind of act like a boomerang and combo loads of people. Um, But he can also pick up and throw uh, enemies. Uh, your friendly team or bits of the scenery so that's kind of new new to this um, this DLC thing so that's kind of cool so you can 
throw enemies at each other, uh, you could throw your buddies at enemies or you can throw them so they can kind of get further uh, and there's lots of cool challenges which rely on you having to use this thing and then Cranky Kong uh, is kind of basically a shotgun character. Um, yeah. Cool. So it's cool, so I blasted through the main game and got the puzzle pieces and then I'm just working my way through the challenges and the challenges are brutal and they get, I think there's a, a second level of challenges as well called ultimate challenges which no doubt be really really hard. And the kind of challenges where, uh, so one of them is there's a particular kind of big rabbit uh, who carries like a monolith, or like a menhir to whack you with. Uh, um, some of the challenges are like you have to, you've got five turns to prevent any of these getting to a certain area. And you'll start off and it will look impossible. You'll like, this is, you know, <laughs> I don't have enough turns. There's no way I can get my character over to this place here. Uh, and then uh, kind of after many iterations and having it go, it all, it all clicks together. Uh, so yeah, currently stuck on currently stuck on a level where you have a single turn to beat loads and loads of people, and I just can't work out how to do it. So that's quite fun. So yeah, I've been having a big old Marion Rabbits blast, which reminded me that I am looking forward to the new one coming out. Which, um, <laughs> as these things do, is going to space, and so there's a, like a rabbit Rosalina. Oh, of course. Oh yeah, well that makes sense. That's, that's, yeah, uh, yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah, I'd say expect I'd expect some Mario Galaxy uh, musical remixes. There's also some weird kind of emo, emo um, rapid character. Is that not Rosalina? No, no. <laughs> she looks she's so like the rapid version of the character seems to emphasise um, uh, all the elements of that character. So um, Rapid Peach is like really vain um, <laughs> and uh, looks like Rapid Rosalina from the trailer that we've got. Uh, just falls asleep all the time. Oh right, okay. Because <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was our thing at the start of Galaxy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and kind of being a mum and sitting in the chair. There's also some creepy rabbit versions of the star things you have to collect in Galaxy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're kind of creepy. Far yes. Far apart. I mean, Anyways, they were so creepy it. to start off with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. It's not like they weren't creepy, let alone when you give them those kind of weird rabbit eyes uh, and silly mouth. Um, so I've been having an absolute blast. I'd kind of forgotten. I'd even archived the software. I'd forgotten how much I'd enjoyed that game. Huh, so, wow. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. Good times. What have you been playing? So, um, I also picked something up in the sales. Ooh. Yeah, this one was on the, the, the Steam sales. And I actually took one of your recommendations. Oh, my God. Just finally playing Resident Evil Revelation. No. It was in the Steam sale. <laughs> I already own Revelations. <laughs> and Revelations 2? I think yeah. I bought you one of them. Great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, um, I decided, because you mentioned it was quite a short game, and I thought, you know what, this will be good just to sort of batter out during the holidays. Uh, I got Grease. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. As in G-R-I-S. Yes. Yeah. The Gris. 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 Which is uh, Norwegian for pig, incidentally. So uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that. <laughs> it's Spanish for grey, I think. All right, okay. <laughs> um, so that's hugely exciting. What did you think? Right, well, first of all, I'm four hours in. Uh, okay. I have only got two colours. Oh, yeah. So I don't think it's as short a game as I thought it was going to be. Um. Yeah, it's pretty. I, I think that's about it. That's it. 
it's quite pretty, yeah. Are you now finding it emotionally sad? Are you playing with the music on, though? Yes. Okay. The new age plinky-plonk music, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, no, no, look, I mean, I appreciate... Uh, I'm not I'm not going to be a dick about this, because I, I know that you were saying, like, this was, I think, one of your arguments for art and games as well, and how it's uh, sort of put together. I do get that, and I, I do uh, see how pretty it is, and it is kind of like playing a painting, almost. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, it's really, really cool. But I, I don't know, like... And uh, forgive me for sort of saying this, it just seems a little bit like a shallow platformer. Um, I know that things happen and things change, but the way that it does that uh, actually seems quite... It's not riveting, you know? Like, having another guy that's following you around and does a wee stomp as well. Um, although, yeah, I have to say, why is he not following me anymore? I was just like, oh... Has he just decided to stay here forever? Uh, which was a bit sad. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, I think the power-ups, finally getting a double jump was good. Oh god, the way you're talking about this game is horrible. What? <laughs> <laughs> you're approaching it from like a uh, gameplay mechanics type, you know, talk about power-ups and double jumps. Whereas, <laughs> yeah. Whereas it's it's more about the metaphor, right? The 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 journey of the game is you start, you know, with some non not very subtle, um, you know, nods to the fact that it's like depression, right? Because you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, you got all the statues yeah. that are <clears> sad and sad. The crying. statues of a woman who's broken and falls apart, and then you're plunged into kind of colour colourlessness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then basically the, the you know the game is a a, a push out of that um, from the first the minute go really. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it should be approached in terms of like oh I got a double jump and I got a power up and there's a buddy that's following me around. It's more the it's more the uh, uh, the journey that you go on, I think, which is why I appreciate it. I mean, there's no wrong way to play it. Oh, yeah, it's, okay. it's really interesting that you're like <laughs> oh it's a platformer and now I've got a double jump. Yeah, no, it was a platformer. You gotta collect the wee dots so that you can make the bridges. I got that. I, I mean, it's quite interesting that it's a game that doesn't tell you how to play it um, as well. Um, which is nice because you're just sort of playing it. And I do like that they've got those the extra big uh, collectibles for doing something extra. I'm guessing they're allowed to be missable or they're the replay ability. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. at the end yeah. you kind of see the other rest bits to hunt out shit you want and none of them are particularly hard it's just the you know occasional uh, you should have gone left here when you went right yeah or yeah there was one where I had to uh, do the double jump into the birds and make you do the super jump yeah <laughs> and then you have to float down and then do a, another double jump just at the right time yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was a little tricksy um, yeah, I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's fine. Yeah, the music does rise. Uh, the big scary wind music. Uh, that's cool, yeah, like, that's cool. Yeah, the the organ music, and then get the big scary bird music as well, which is quite similar. Um, 
yeah. How far am I through the game? Is there a way for me to tell? Or? Yeah, there's, I think there's four or five areas. Okay. You, sh- you should keep coming back to the middle. Back to the middle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might not realise it because... Uh, but you, you keep going back through the middle to the different areas. Oh, uh, okay. Areas. Yeah, I didn't realise that. Have you done an underwatery bit yet? No, I haven't done anything underwater. Okay, I think that might be the next bit. Okay. Spoilers! Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. So I reckon you're like two-fifths of the way through. Oh, okay. Through. So, there's quite a lot of playability in that one, yeah? Yeah, it only took me a couple of hours, so unless you're going nuts on exploration. I think I, I might have been exploring a little bit too much, just because it's like, as soon as I clicked the mechanic of oh, the big ones are extras, collectibles, and you have to do something <laughs> extra for it. It's just like, right, go for it. But then, of course, there's the other thing, which is like, uh, oh, I've run this far, and I've jumped up onto this ledge and can't jump back down. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess I've missed it. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's just that, I suppose, my bipolar approach to the game kind of makes me like, can I be arsed to get everything? <laughs> no, but if it's obvious, I might get it, you know? Yeah, and so you probably end up being least less efficient, right? Than if you to blast through the game, not really worrying about the pickups. Yeah, 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 exactly. What and I should then, do is just keep pressing right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> blast it again, specifically looking for the pickups. Yeah. Rather than trying to go through and get all the pickups first time, probably taking longer than you yeah. would if you just did two playthroughs. Yeah. What I'd like is if I got an ending that was based on how many of the extra ones I'd got. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think... I don't think that happens yet. Don't, okay. You don't need to worry about it. It's just it's literally just the, like you said, little bit of replayability. Cool. Oh, well, I'm glad you've completely ruined the sentimental approach. <laughs> by treating it as a fucking platform. <laughs> when do I get to fly? Oh, the underwater stuff? Oh, I hate underwater. Do, do I run out of breath underwater? No, you don't. Okay, that's fine. I hate that mechanic. Yeah. No, it's good. The underwater stuff's really good. Yeah. You still there? I am, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so I would probably give that um so far three double jumps out of five. Three double jumps out of five. Good. Yeah. Okay. See how you let's pick up again when you've uh, got to the end. Yeah. See how you think about the the whole piece. <laughs> Absolutely. Um right. Uh what have you been playing? Um, I had a wee look at what demos are available and so I just downloaded a whole bunch of demos. And one of the ones uh, which I saw quite a few people talking about and I'd never really heard about before is called Blue Reflection Second Light. Um, so let's... Oh, wait a minute. Blue Reflections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Blue Reflection Second Light. Yeah, is that so. like... Um, is it... Is that the... Is it... Schoolgirls that have magical powers? It is, yeah. It, look, it yeah. looks like yeah. some um, Shin Megami Tensei knockoff. Yeah. In that. Except they're there. all magical girls, <laughs> which is a weird concept. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's getting increasingly difficult on the Nintendo eShop to, again, particularly looking through things like sales, is to, to work out. I don't know how you do it. You know, somewhere demarking these games are legitimate games for you to be playing. And these games are horrible, 
shitty shovelware. <laughs> and we mentioned it a few times in the past, but um, I don't know what it is. Why? Why we're getting? It's happening in English with English titles as well. But these Japanese titles for games are getting so ridiculous that again, that's no longer like a, a you know a quick way to work out whether this game's legit or not. So this is Blue Reflection Second Light. I presume there was an original Blue Reflection. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, I think it's on Steam. <clears throat> just normal blue reflection yeah and so I downloaded the demo um and yeah you uh, mysterious schoolgirls transported to this school which is on an island and then um I gather I, I stopped playing the demo basically I'm so bored you, <laughs> you yeah <laughs> go to a place called the far away where you fight demons and three of the four magical schoolgirls have a magical ring and uh, the only information they get is the, the main character remembers her past, but none of the other characters remember their past. Um, but they're all signed up to like some weird social media service. I can't remember what it's called. It's <laughs> the only thing that works on their phone. And then you go to the far away to pick up items. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. Visual novel trappings. Um, yeah. yeah. And you've got the tall and responsible schoolgirl, then you've got the annoying little yappy schoolgirl, and then you've got the schoolgirl who's sort of like you, but has different colour uniform, who's probably going to be your best friend. And that's all the, all the different kinds of women that there are in this world, all represented in this game. Wow, okay, so, yeah. Not tropey in any fashion at all. <laughs> no, maybe later on you unlock, you know, a fat one or a goth one, uh, and then that's that's the full spectrum of uh, okay schoolgirls. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's always, yeah, it's just a an RPG slash him up thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great, fantastic. Uh, what would you give that? How many schoolgirls out of? <laughs> <laughs> I'd give it one mysterious. Um... Oh god, this is ironic. Was it called Elysian you Memory? Uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> Use um, your memory. Lose your memory. Oh, uh, amnesia. Amnesia. There you go. <laughs> I, give it, I, thought, I heard use your memory and I was just like wow that's even give more it one mysterious amnesic girl school girl out of five five yeah. five okay we're going for the standard fives today yeah from the demo um, yeah so there we go it's, it's, you know every now and then it's good to step outside what you'd normally like and try something else yep um, and it, I can't remember why I ended up doing, downloading that. I think it's because I saw somebody on social media was ranting and raving about this series. Um, I think it's, it's called the Alchemist series. No, there's that? actually a series um, um, on uh, what's it called, Blue Refraction. Yeah, yeah, but that's that. So that's why I kind of had it in my mind. Okay. Um, I only know this because I've Wikipedia'd it. <laughs> so if, you, if you're at all interested, Blue Reflection came out for PlayStation 4 um, and uh, Windows. Um, and then there's this 
sequel, Second Light, which came out um, in October last year. So it's like, I think there's four years difference between the two. I, I think the only reason I kind of know about it is because um, when I had a Vita, it was one of these ones that always popped up on the store. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. And then I saw it on Steam, and I was always like, why is this game always 50 quid on Steam? Yeah, well, this yeah, exactly the same. And I, I don't know, maybe it's fair, and maybe there are fans of Blue Reflection out there screaming yeah. at us. Um, I mean, it's, uh, it's Koi Temko, so it's going to have a reasonably good fighting engine or something involved there. <laughs> yeah, but I just, yeah, to me, I don't know, I look at it and then I see that, you know, it's it's retelling the full versions for 50 quid. I think, really? But I don't know, I, I'm sort of critical of that as well, is, is you know, why? Is it because it's a visual novel that it shouldn't be that much? Or there's visual novel parts, there's also a combat bit to it, and, you know, like you say, it's by a um, quite legit company. But the, yeah, this is, this is why I ended up downloading this, because have you ever heard of the Atelier series before? Atelier, it doesn't sound unfamiliar. Um, it's this massive series. There were like, I don't know, 50 games, 60 games, including remakes. Um, going back to the Sega Saturn days. Oh, and, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, someone on my social media was ranting and raving because they just picked up, um, like... Three, there were three collections of three Atelier games um, uh, for the Nintendo Switch, and they go for silly about like two hundred quid now um, for these things. And I just never heard of this series at all before. Um, and that's Koei Tempco as well. So I was looking for a demo for that, I think, and then I saw Blue Reflection. I thought, oh, I'll download that whilst I'm looking for the Atelier. I didn't find Atelier. Huh? There we go. Oh yeah, the Alchemist of Salzburg, Atelier, the Fall of Alchemy, the Apprentice of Ireland. Yeah, Atelier Frillis, the Alchemy and the Mysterious Journey. So this is the thing, it's like, the final, the game is the final game in Gust's Beautiful Girls Festival Project, (laughs) which also includes (laughs) Atelier Frillis and Knights of Azure 2. Um, it was produced by some Japanese men um, who also designed the characters it's, instent- it's intended to be a portrayal of youth for women focusing on the concepts of interaction between women and personal growth through sharing experiences with people mm. this, is, yeah. this is Wikipedia um I just don't know what kind of game it is. It looks like I don't know. I mean, like I know I, I like I'm a fan of the, the Neptunia side of things, but this is yeah. just getting too too much about schoolgirls having special powers and touching on the creepy. Is is it was it creepy or was it Blue Reflection? I, I didn't play enough of it. It didn't really get creepy. No, it was it was. If mm. anything, it it was just boring. <laughs> Boring and annoying, <laughs> and annoying. Yeah, the, the voices is like, oh god, give it a break. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I really didn't like the animation stuff. But yeah, but I don't know. If there's a demo, the Atelier series, I might try that. I'm just, I'm just curious that there's been this, you know, huge series for so long that I just have no recognition of. 
School's quite random for me, Cool. Well, yeah, let's let's move on, shall we? Yes. What have you been playing? So, before Christmas, um, I decided to have a little look at the Epic Store <laughs> because yeah. um, I have a ton of games <clears throat> and Epic, not just to sort of make Spice. you aware of this they're, they're doing a really really good or did a really good um, bunch of free games for two weeks over Christmas mm-hmm. um, including at the moment I think they've got all three um, Tomb Raider Shadow Rise of that that generation of Tomb Raider um, for free just for yeah. free I know great yeah, that's really good still um, up yeah, and yeah there, there was a bunch of other really good pickups as well that I got um I, that I'll just have blanked out as not downloaded and never played <laughs> on my Epic Store, I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> but I was—I also got a recommendation, and I thought, oh, I'll give this a, le- a wee go just to see how it is. Uh, and I played Darkest Dungeon. Have you played Darkest Dungeon? I have not. I have watched various Let's Plays of it. Um, I've got a couple of friends who are obsessed with it. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. So give us, you, give us the you, lowdown. What kind of game is it? It is the, a very definitive roguelike. It is a very definitive roguelike. Yeah. Um. It is basically you're sending um adventurers heroes. heroes. Oh yeah. No, I wouldn't say they're all heroes. Adventurers. <laughs> no more heroes. Um. I'm going to say adventurers out, and they have to go and collect uh, artifacts and fight things. Um, but the process of going through the fighting, which is short, intense turn-based turn-based things, um, heightens their fear and gives them weird quirks. And you want to try and keep your heroes for as long as possible, but they're going to get a bit weird, and they have to visit chapels to try and exercise their demons and and basically you're just going through the game over and over to try get all the artifacts back go further through the campaign and at the same time uh everything is there to make the whole thing very difficult for you everything yeah. absolutely everything is just designed to make it very difficult for you um i liked the art style i thought it was quite funky that 2d sort of style i liked that it was turn-based i was like yes a turn-based game and it actually felt uh similar to like a jrpg but um you've got really really restrictive um move set kind of like the start of uh pokemon you know <laughs> you know i was like, gonna say you're not you don't stri- you're not i mean you're not a huge rogue like rogue fan right yeah i'm not really and to be honest that's the bit um that i am least excited about um i was more excited about the rpg turn-based combat and like all right do this do that and then this does you know so i I was quite excited about that and like i said it is very restrictive um so uh you will find yourself with a character who genuinely can't hit anything at the moment and you're like oh no right okay what did i do (laughs) gotta do something so yeah, there was quite a few moments, and it did. It reminded me an awful lot of like 
early days of Pokemon, and I mean early, early days, as in like you've only got Cut left as your main attacking move, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you've like you've got one Pokemon and he's your HM slave and he's gonna have to win this battle by using Cut. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That sort of stuff. Um and yeah, it's um the narration on it is really, really good. The guy who does that voiceover should do more voiceover. <laughs> he was very, very fun. Um, now, I've only really scratched the surface of it. I played it for a few hours, uh, and I, I let a lot of people die. I'll be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Do you not get attached to them? Because like, that's my problem with these roguelike. I, I, I guess it's part of the point is that... Uh, yes, you get attached no. to your, you know, your characters, and then yeah, I mean that's the oh. thing, and they do develop little personality quirks, yeah, yeah, yeah. And things like that. Um, and that's it, really. Uh, I, has it I, has it got its claws in? Because you know, some people talk. No, talk, absolutely, talk about this does game not have its claws like, in me. Because you know, uh, just another go, I just have another go, I just do another run, I just do another run. No, because the runs take a long time. You know, so like, I mean, maybe I'm just digesting it in the wrong way, um, but like, it takes me a while to get through that, do this thing, get to the artifact, or just die, and and then have to get some new people on board or or whatever. So maybe I'm missing something, but it it seems quite a hard game, um, and like I say, everything there is just meant to. Be there to make it more difficult, and it's quite gritty and visceral in that fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you pick up like madness points and stuff. Yes, exactly. So the, the more you go through the dungeon, and the more uh, enemies you fight, and the more things, the more stressed you get, and the more you get these traits and quirks. And that, that's what's quite cool about it, is because like you should get attached to them. But I, 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 I'm just very, very aware that. I'm probably going to kill them the next <laughs> time I take them out. Um, so I, I think maybe it's not the kind of game for me. <laughs> As in, uh, I'm not uh, of the right frame of mind for that. Probably it's similar to Greece. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. It's a double, double jump. jump. Yeah, get the double jump in Greece. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it seems like you're playing this more like Oregon Trail than you are. Darkest yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, that being said, uh, what did keep drawing me back to it was the art style and also the 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 voiceover. It's, it's really quite cool, and and the whole um, ambiance created by the uh, by the art, by the music, by the voiceovers, by you know, just this sort of dungeony, medievaly um, thing. I, I just yeah, yeah. It, I dig, dig that. It's got kind of like a board game like charm. Yes, right? you can imagine all of these as little as little pieces that you slot into a base. Um, you know, coming out of a box type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much. Yeah. In fact, it's like, yeah, you're entirely right. It's very, very board gamey. D&D style. Yeah, clearly developed by people who like those kind of board games. Yeah. 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 Uh, great. But not not something you'll probably see yourself just playing forever and ever. No. Um, I, I'll, I'll be surprised if I um, 
uh, actually even launch it again. Um, that being said, uh, the recommendation I got was for Darkest Dungeon 2. Um, Is that already out? Yeah, well, it's it's referred to as early access, but apparently a very, very polished early access okay. um, on uh, think, Epic Store. Yeah. So I think Darkest Dungeon was one of those ones that, you know, was it... it for a year, two year, five years as a playable, whatever, and and the version that you can download and play today is very different from the version that people were playing. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gone through iterations, but yeah, maybe maybe some of the things that I find jarring in the game um, might be improved for Darkest Dungeon too. So I was just kind of thinking, if I ever go back to the Darkest Dungeon series, I probably just skip one and yeah. go straight to two. Find... Apparently it's the same um, <clears throat> voiceover dude as well, which is okay. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, f- I find with a couple of the roguelikes um, that I play, is there's something quite cathartic about just being, a, I, you know, I can just do a run with this team and they will die, or there's you know slim chance that I'll get all the way through to the end, and that's it. You know, I don't have to worry about daily login bonuses or blah 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 doing all of these challenges or do the I can just you know play this game and enjoy it for what it is for as long as the run lasts without having to you know stress about it being a, a game as a service monolith that you have to got four pages of things to do and tick and unlock and do like that so that's that's how I play them every now and then it's just oh, I'm not too sure what I do I'll check on one of the roads But that's just me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, how many? Um, how many dead adventurers? Adventures. <laughs> uh, I'll give it. I'm gonna give it seventy-one dead adventures out of a hundred. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what have you been playing? I <clears throat> again in the sales. A sucker for the sales. It sounds like. We've Spent huge dollar on these sales, but it wasn't really that much. Uh, is I finally picked up, I think I mentioned it on the podcast, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered on the Nintendo Switch. I think for something like £7, maybe. Uh, which is great. Uh, I have put a couple of hours into it. I, You know when you're replaying games and you remember things as you play them but you couldn't you wouldn't have remembered them before do you know what i mean it's like a weird deja vu no it's like a weird kind of nostalgia like oh yeah i knew this was in here but i completely forgot it yeah okay okay yeah yeah so i'm kind of running around um balam garden and for example i've forgotten that you know your computer at your desk is like an interactive thing and there's like a little chat room where everyone's talking <laughs> about the garden festival. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know, it's kind of this, these things are revealing themselves to me again. I was like, oh, yeah, I've forgotten about the depth because in with the years since I've played Final Fantasy VIII, I just, you know, boiled it down to, oh, yeah, it's the one where school doesn't really say anything and then there's that weird bit in space and then you all remember that you're related to each other. Um, and there's obviously a lot more to it. Uh, and so being a couple of hours in, all I've done is um, I went to get Ifrit. I called <laughs> Shiva a vaccine. Yeah, yeah, so that was a brilliant picture. Oh, <laughs> they've got a vaccine. 
And then um, I've just been playing Triple Triad. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, the last, the first guy I played, I lost literally all my cards to, as I had less than five, so I couldn't even start a game. Um, then I went to Ifrit and managed to pick up a card. Then I found somebody easier to play and started winning, winning cards back. And then I was like, mm. I remember there being certain Triple Triad cards that you can only collect like once, right? Yeah. I, in fact, I forgot how shitty it was. <laughs> um, and you can just lose them. Yes. That's, that's the worst part. But then do you remember there's some that you have to lose to the card queen? Yes, so that you it, can get other ones. Yeah. Ugh, oh. I know. So anyway, I, I had an eye on a guide. Um, uh, I was like, oh yeah, you get Mini Mog from that guy who's running around. And then um, I was trying to get Leviathan, but I think I'm too too early to just school on my own. Um, do you remember there's a... You probably, you probably don't. I certainly didn't. Oh, oh, I sort of vaguely remembered. There was a... Uh, a Car, I can't remember what they're called. Card Mavens, Card Club people. Yeah. Like Joker, King, and Queen. Yes. And, and the Joker's in the training area, but it's a random spawn, so it's a bit like the Golden Source. You have to run, keep running on and off the screen. Oh, God. Yeah. Until he appears um, in order to get Leviathan. Um, so, yeah, I, I've already got Keystis off of one of the uh, Keystis fan club that you. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been playing Triple Triad. But what I had forgotten <laughs> in, in my mission to get as many good triple triad cards before doing anything in the story so i've still not still have to do my seed exam um yeah i'd forgotten just how much of the school was explorable um just explorable yeah yeah just yeah in, in my mind it was cool. like one screen um you know you got the library the dormitory you got the cafeteria um i remember getting lost in the school a lot uh, yeah 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 cause it's kind of a big circle and but static screens and the map makes it look like it just should be a donut and yeah yeah uh, I've met Selfie as well she's been very annoying <laughs> uh, but she's not part of my team uh, so yeah Final Fantasy 8 who knew yeah it's exciting times I mean like, as soon as you said that I had um, Final Fantasy 8 already you know on my PC for the remastered version, I thought, you know what, I could do the same. But then, like, I don't know if I, I can invest the amount of time. I certainly can't invest the disappointingness of Triple Triad. I really... I... I don't really remember much about that game, except that reading guides about Triple Triad. <laughs> and um, just like, oh, shit, I have to... You can lose the card until this one turns up. You've got to win that card. And even then, there's only a chance you can win it. And then, on the other side of that, you can then have to fight that person again until you win your other card back. But also, you have to win. Yeah. You know, and and it's not always as simple as just playing to win. It is... There is definitely... Oh, shit, I'm getting done over here. I'm going to lose a card. You know? And they're 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 brutal about it as well. They will just go straight for you. Like, yeah, I'm having your best. I'm having your best card. Just take your best card. Yeah. Um. I'm I, I'm okay with it with triple triad until um. Do you remember that you start to get different rules? There's like elemental cards, and then those rules can start moving to different regions. 
Um, oh yeah, of course the rules yeah. are around. And, oh god, Bring and that's it when it starts to, to get. That's when it starts to get really fucky because like one of the rules is if you lose, the other player takes all the cards you played with instead of just one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I guess really fucky. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've got I've got my I've got my nostalgia's worth, um, um, but I, I I was surprised at how little I remembered and how much I was re-remembering about Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I might play it some more. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, just, I just love that. So again, this is kind of like um, a nostalgic wonder at technology. I just like that you can challenge almost everybody to triple try it. Sometimes they don't have cards. A lot of the time they're like, oh yeah, I'll play you a game. <laughs> yeah, I know. You just see that option coming up. And like, oh, cool. Yeah. It's like a secret, you know, secret. Everyone, everyone's potentially a card player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a secret remember, triple triad addict. <laughs> yeah, I remember it blowing my mind at the time when it came out. Oh my god, you got this whole extra thing. Um, although you know, triple triad is just uh, one small part of that massive, massive game. Uh, yeah. Is it worth putting a rating on this? Um, this time round, how many? Yeah, I am how many enjoying. How cards would you give it? <laughs> I, I'm enjoying the shit out of. <laughs> Basically, like two and a half hours into it, I've not done the the first thing you're supposed to. Well, I guess the first thing is going to buy Ifrit. I've not done the second thing you're supposed to do, which is you know, there's no one in my party. Um, oh, the oh, the other thing I also forgot is um how detailed the junctioning is in Final Fantasy VIII I'd really forgotten that do you remember like you you junction your GFs and then yeah and then your GFs give you different stats different different uh, yeah but yeah. some of the stats are like the ability to junction elementals to your attack to your defence to your it really really detailed I was like wow okay I think I did not engage with this very. I just you know went to auto did not engage with this very much when I first played it through, uh, and just played it more like Final Fantasy VII, um, yeah, huge depth there. So I am in really, I'm really enjoying it, despite not having moved the story forward at all. So I'm going to give it um, Final Fantasy Seven out of Final Fantasy Nine. Nine, okay, seven out of nine. Yeah, huh? That's good. The, the first. Three screens of Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Just triple triad the rest. Wow. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they retire on top of undefeated. If it if it means anything to you, just talking about the triple triad and the rules and the yeah. stuff that's floating around about that has made me decide I don't want to play that game. <laughs> just like I remember this all now, and it's like, mm. it's like just, it. I know that people like are. There was people like begging for like a, a triple triad uh, mobile game, you know. Like, well, the game itself isn't fun. It's the collecting of the cards, which is the brutal, awful, horrible, interesting part of the game. You know. It's, yeah, it's fun whilst you're winning, but then when, particularly in the early games, when you lose and someone takes your best card, and then you lose again because you won't play it, and then you're like, oh shit, I'm being, <laughs> I'm being cleaned out. By some fucking yeah. NPC who has one line of dialogue, it's cleaning me out of my cards, uh, and and 
I'll never be able to win them back. Um, so I think they added it in 14, right? Triple Triads back in Final Fantasy XIV. Did they? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, because it was so popular. I mean, an IRL one would be quite good. People who have the app, you know, and having to play versus each other and the same rules and things like that applying and regions floating around. But who who's got the time for that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, I think there is there is a there's a official app, isn't there? for Final Fantasy and Triple Triad as part of that. Yeah. Maybe. I haven't really... It's called Final Fantasy Portal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, More and more evidence for us to be playing Final Fantasy XIV. (laughs) What are you playing? Hey. I think that was it, really, from me. Okay. I've got yeah. one more. You've got one more? Okay. Then yeah. I'll throw the ball back at you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, uh, actually, sorry. no, no, no. No, no, no. Sorry. I'm wrong. I'm very, very wrong. But you, wrote, you asked the wrong question. Okay. Uh, the question was, what have we been playing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what have we been playing? Mario Party! Yeah, we did. <laughs> In person as well. <clears throat> In person, yeah. And uh, yeah, good fun. I actually had another go at it as well um, and finished the, <laughs> the <clears throat> first board. Um, it's really, really good. Um, it's way better than the one that was out on the uh, on the Wii, the Wii U. Um, yeah. Mario Party is one of those series where you can kind of roll the dice on is this a good Mario Party or a bad Mario Party? And so, so for background readers is uh, early on you know, when Richie and I first met each other we would go to uh, oh god was it was it Virgin? Um, yeah yeah it was it was the second <laughs> right. floor of a Virgin Megastore yeah, yeah. We go to Virgin Megastore, uh, and they had um, a playable N64 with Mario Party 64, I assume. Uh, Super Mario Party 64. Yeah. Um, and we used to go there, I don't know, and my memory tells me a lot, perhaps not as a lot as I remember, but quite a bit, just to play Mario Party. Um, and it was great. And so that forms part of the uh, nostalgia of our relationship. And then, yeah, like you said, there have been some bad Mario Parties, and some good Mario parties in, in the intervening years. Um, but this one seems to be like a good one from the small amount of time I played it. Yeah, and I, I agree with you entirely. The thing is, it harkens back more to the N64 one, which is probably why I like it a lot more as well. Um, and there's less, there's less fuckery going on. There's just like things that go wrong yes they go wrong and um uh, it's um there's really no ever there's never really a true winner 
because it's all just <laughs> luck. It's all just luck. Uh, like, I, I was playing versus the CPUs, and yeah. um, <laughs> it's just nonsense, some of the shit that happens. Like, the CPU is so good at the minigames, so you're just like, this is not fair. <laughs> this is just not fair. You know, like... There's a, there's a little Scalex tricks one which comes from the GameCube uh, yeah. one. And basically, if you go too fast, you spin out. Yeah, classic. Classic yeah. Scalex tricks minigame in video games. Absolutely yeah. fine. Uh, and you, of course, you can slow down to go around the curves. But for some reason, <laughs> the AI is amazing at it, never <laughs> spins out, <laughs> you know, and seems to be going full pelt the entire way. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Then I'm not winning this mini game, am I? <laughs> yeah, and and there's lots of shit like that as well. Like yeah, we did the the pogo hopping one together. Oh, Remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah, but with the AI as your the middle spinner guy, not so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just really, you know, it's like. Uh, like one of these images from the movies where you just see the reticle targeting in and getting smaller right onto that person focusing knowing that it's just going for you and that is it you know like oh my god uh yeah um yeah so the ai is is solid um it's maybe not fox and falco combo um <laughs> solid but it's uh it's quite tough but there's always that random factor um, and you just do, you, you end up with a ridiculous, um, what's it called, uh, things just happening mid-game. Like, I I think I was right before collecting a star, um, then Wario used his golden pipe, collects a star, then rolls ten, and manages to steal another star all <laughs> in the same round. And you're just like, oh, fucker! You know, this guy was, you know, in, at right at the end of the game, you know, everybody's even. And yeah, Wario yeah. had won, you know, yeah. fucked off the other person more award and got a star for it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like the end uh, ratings for people where they give out the extra stars is brutal. Yeah. So brutal. And it just changes everything. It's just like whoever was winning is, is not the winner anymore. And <laughs> that's why, like, I'd love, I'd love for there to be a pro gaming mario party circuit <laughs> right. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah we see you know final world stage finals of, and it's basically just sheer sheer like you know yes there's some skill involved and 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 that will increase your chances but the number of times that the game completely turned the, the running order completely turns around in the last turn because of fuckery <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it um, so this is um, Mario Party Superstars, right? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, so I think there's a couple out on the Nintendo Switch. And why I, I, I really liked about it is you can choose if you want to play with just the N64 games or just the GameCube games. Um, it's kind of a cool feature. Yeah, yeah, the, the, like choosing those different mini games. And yeah, there's other like customizable stuff. So as you go through the game, this is something we didn't do. You actually gain XP. Um, for the different boards and you also get stickers and other things like that other fun customizable things to play about with there's also five different boards to play on mm-hmm. um so there uh the one that we played was the yoshi island one but there's like a space one there's peachy's cake one and there's lots of different uh ones there's a wacky woods or something like that as well yeah, yeah, yeah. as they do um so yeah like there, there's plenty 
of replayability in that game. And the reason that uh, I was asking if you had a copy of it as well is it's online as well. Nice. That is nice, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good bit of Maripai. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, we have been playing that. Do you have any other insights? Insights into Mario Party or yeah. other things? Um, no, not really. <clears throat> yeah. How, I, many, I, how many classic boards out of classic boards would you give it? I, I'm going to give it... Fuck it, 7 out of 7. Nice. Yeah, I think it is exactly what you want from a Mario Party game. Um, and I'm happy to have it back because, like... As I said, the Wii U version that I played, it was just, it was messy. Everything was a bit too random. There wasn't any fun to be had, really. Well, there was fun to be had. It's just it wasn't as engaging. Whereas this one is like, hits you right in nostalgia, and then it's a whole new game to play. So it's good fun. Yeah. <laughs> Put that, stick that on the back of the box. Yeah. Yeah, stick that. Absolutely. Okay, uh, yeah, so that's uh, Mario Party. You had one more you wanted to talk I about. I did have one more, yeah. I was looking at my backlog re, <clears throat> um, as you do, uh, and it has a really nice feature where it kind of tells you how you, how well you've done this year. So your breakdown of um, basically your progress index. So my progress index was in the negatives, um, not as negative as it has been, not as positive as it should be. So I thought, okay, where this is on, I think, two days before the end of the year. That where can I get an easy, uh, uh, an easy win in? <laughs> uh, and I thought, you know what? I've never uh, beaten the original Metroid on the NES. Um, so I sat down, and in two sessions over two days, I completed Metroid on the Nintendo Switch. NES Did you do a lot of rewinding? I scummed the shit out of it. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, my friend. Metroid on the Nintendo Entertainment System is bullshit. Um, particularly the ending. Um, uh, so I was playing with a guide. I have like a printed guide um, uh, in a cool book. Playing with power. Nintendo NES Classics. So it's kind of like a, uh, a nice overview of uh, all those NES classics, but it also gives you guides how to play them. So I had the guide open, and I was using the uh, Switch emulator. So I was not only save scumming, but also rewinding, because you can hold the shoulder buttons and rewind. I was playing with the NES controller as well. Um, <clears throat> so I just used that to, to remove all elements of, of, of stressing. Um, but yeah, the, I've used a few thoughts, because I'd never, I don't think I'd ever played, well, I'd never played through that particular version before um one of which is um so much like one of those things that blows my mind is how did anyone originally play that game and work out where these things are because serious progression through that game is hidden behind <laughs> a secret wall yes um, yeah yeah absolutely you know i think um ridley like the entirety of ridley's hideout is is you have to kind of know to create a bomb through a hidden wall um, including, you know, weapons that you need to progress, like the ice beam and the wave beam, etc., etc. So, just massive respect to anyone who beat it back in the day, because that required a lot of patience, and I imagine a pen and paper um, to try and work it all out. And then the the final stretch, the last run, um, where you beat Craig, you beat Ridley, 
and then you go to the special last area to fight Mother Brain. Um, that last stretch with the Metroids, which you have to have the freeze ray for and to missile them, um, which I completely forgot about, just like having your guides, so I have to go and get the ice beam again, <laughs> is brutal because one, you get stuck with two Metroids and that's it, they just suck all your life away. Yeah. Um, and then there's a bit which, have you beaten Metroid? No, I, I like I've never played any Metroids. Okay, well you you probably know you know the ending is is Mother Brain right, the big brain in a jar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you have to stand on this. You have to destroy six zebatites, which are like these these um, in order to get uh, five zebatites, I think. Which are just like these little columns. You stand on this platform and you shoot these columns, but they regenerate if you if you're not continuously shooting them. So whilst you're trying to shoot through these zebatites, then jump up and get to the next area. There's um, these annoying ring projectiles bouncing around the level, um, which you may remember. They're, they're also, when uh, you summon Mother Brain in Smash Ultimate, those rings are kind of bouncing around. And then there's these, there's so many of these annoying little turrets, which are indestructible, which shoot little projectiles out. And so you oh, just. Lovely. Yeah, so you're, just, yeah. you're trying to stand on the top of this platform shoot out this column to jump into the next area to shoot out the next column whilst you're just being just being fucking pelted at from every angle and each time you get hit by a projectile it nudges you backwards nudges you forwards nudges you off the platform and then you're getting hit by rings it's just this brutal brutal gauntlet you've got to do and then when you get to the end um, uh, you have to shoot way too many missiles at mother brain um, um, but whilst you're standing there <laughs> shooting missiles at Mother Brain, um, you're also surrounded by these little invincible turrets and these fucking ring spawn things. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know how anyone <laughs> back in the day, you know, having done that, having remembered all these things, having worked out what the hidden items were, having got all the way to the end, and then without scum saving, or I, save scumming, yeah. or continuously rewinding back to when you're in a favourable state, ever beat that game. Yeah, uh, whoever did, hats off to them. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah really. Um, that, it's, I mean, it's just, again, it's just the thing that we've mentioned so many times about the NES is how brutal those games can be, you know, just because you literally can't just play them and win. You have to play them, die, learn from your mistake, die, remember both those mistakes, die, remember all three of those mistakes. <laughs> it's like a weird Simon <laughs> Says you know <laughs> yeah it really is and there is a password system um, oh okay okay um, that, that's good yeah yeah and there was a password password system originally so, they, so it does reduce on the, the full <coughs> amounts of backtracking yeah it was frustrating enough um, yeah it was frustrating enough and I, I was worried that I'd got myself into a bind as well because I uh, <clears throat> I kept rewinding within the rewind I thought, oh, one of these times I'm going to rewind it so I've got no health left and I'm just next to a projectile and I can't. <laughs> I just find facts that I have to. I think it just kicks you back to the start of the game, but everything's unlocked and you have all weapons. It's not too bad. So that yeah. was fun. That was fun. So I finally finished Metroid. I didn't get the bikini ending. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, but I did, I did get to see Samus's little pixel face. Yeah. 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 Cool. There we go. Last game of 2021 was uh, the OG Metroid. Yeah. That's nice that we're keeping it uh, modern. And um... <laughs> no, 1987, I think that game came out. <laughs> wow. 
Well, there we go. I think that's it for what are you playing? Yeah, we've been playing quite a lot. Well done, us. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what the the season does to you. Who wants to speak to your relatives when you can just play games? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. That guy's a maniac. Why did he bite me in the new year? 